On today's episode, we'll be talking with one of our married couples in the community here at Trinity School for Ministry, uh, Crystal and Michael Husted, who I'll introduce in a moment. And one of the wonderful things about this conversation is the laughter uh, that you will hear. There's a lot of good uh, joking around and just enjoying each other's company, which is a hallmark not only of the Husteds, but of the community here at Trinity. You're going to hear everything from uh, the joys of considering moving for a three-year seminary education or even uh, one that might be extended longer uh, with an STM to some of the hardships that can come along with that to flying monkeys and Wizard of Oz references, uh, which feels sort of natural, them being from Texas and me from Nebraska. But I think you're going to really enjoy spending time getting to know this couple and seeing how they contribute to the life of Trinity and how Trinity has contributed its own sense of community uh, to what they are doing and impacted their thoughts and visions for ministry and God's church in the future. Enjoy. Welcome back to another episode of the Trinity Podcast for Ministry. I'm your host, Russ Warren, and I'm here with Crystal and Michael Husted, two of our students here at uh, Trinity who are also married and have children. The Husteds are middlers here at Trinity School for Ministry, which means that they are in their second year of the three-year MDiv program, and they come to us from the great state of Texas. Would you guys mind telling us uh, whereabouts in Texas? Uh, we're from North Texas. We're from Dallas. Okay, great. Did you both grow up there or move there at some point? Because you're both native Texans, right? Yes, we're both native Texans. Uh, Michael was born and raised in the Dallas area, and I was born in Amarillo and lived in Houston and then Dallas. Okay. Okay, so we're just leaving out San Antonio just entirely. Yeah, I went to school in Austin, though. So. Oh, okay. There you go. Bringing Basically. it all together. Yeah, nice, nice. So how long have you guys been married? Um, 11 years. 11 years? Congratulations. Yeah, a little over. Nice, nice. Not quite 11 and a half, though. 11 years, two months, one week, and three days and seven hours. That's not true. But you don't know how many minutes. No. Oh, I thought your marriage was serious. track and all these things. (laughs) Yeah. Um, And then how many kids do you have at this point? Three. I agree. (laughs) Great. (laughs) And so the the purpose of of our conversation today, other than just having a good time, uh, because for those of you listening on the other end of this podcast, uh, the the Husteds are a a wonderful part of our residential community here at Trinity uh, and really have brought a lot of joy and intelligence uh, with them. Why why Trinity? How did you end up here? Yeah, so that was a, a lengthy process. I was going through the discernment process back home. And when my rector gave us the green light to start school, um, he felt that a a full immersion seminary experience would be the best thing, that that was something that was really important, that it wasn't just about the theological education, but the formation that goes with the full immersion experience as well. And he specifically recommended Trinity as an excellent place. So we came up here to visit and did the seminarian for a day program and mm-hmm. spent some time here on campus and got to know people and fell in love with it while we were here. Great. So what was it that made you fall in love with Trinity? Um, community, really. Uh, it's amazing how how much everybody reaches out to people, even when you're just here to visit. We were here for seminarian for a day and met three people just at coffee hour with bagels, 
were offered to go to class with people and then met three or four married couples at lunch that day. And everybody wanted to help us and tell us about Trinity and reach out and just be present Mm. with people. It was just... It was an awesome community that we really wanted to be a part of. Very nice. And have you found that community to have continued since you've uh, been here? Yes, definitely. And everybody is really intentional about being community. Everybody understands that that's one of the huge benefits and blessings of doing a residential program is that you get to be with the people. Otherwise, we could be at home and do this online. Right. But building fellowship and learning how to really build a community, which right now is super helpful for all of the churches that are starting out and planting, just learning how to build community from the ground up. Mm-hmm. And what are some of the ways that that's happening, that the the building of the community is coming to fruition? Yeah, I feel like a lot of it's happened naturally and organically for us, but through, uh, you know, getting to know people and having them over for dinner and just spending time together, uh, coming together to study or to to do chapel and things like that, you you spend so much time with, with people that you get to know them. And then that seems to just continue naturally, even once the classes are over. Okay, so it just sort of is is growing out of all the other experiences we have here, the communal lunches, the daily uh, morning and evening prayer, classwork, all that sort of stuff. It's something where you can connect with people and then it's just easy to move into doing stuff with them afterwards. Yeah, I feel like it grows naturally out of the culture. Nice. Uh, how has it been for your kids? Oh, they love it. Uh we have study group at our house once a week, I guess for the past two years now. Yeah. And most of the time somebody will stay for dinner or stay and have lunch or stay and play with the kids. Um, they have like their special friends that they know if they're here with us at class, they know who they're, you know, who they're hanging out with for the day in class, even though we're all trying to work and mm-hmm. they're still just having a blast. And everybody always loves to have them in class when we have to take a day and just do it. So, Yeah. And it's it's maybe worth mentioning that the day we're recording this podcast was the really the first snow in the area here in the beginning of February. Uh, We've been, you know, holding on to fall as long as we can. Uh, And your kiddos had their school canceled. So they joined you today and it was all good. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. They had a blast in Hebrew. They love coming to homiletics. Amy loves having them in class. Yeah, I can imagine. I can imagine. And they're all turning into amateur theologians too. Yes. Which can be both a, a good thing and a, sometimes a problematic thing when they get you that question that uh, you might not be able to answer even with seminary training. I've run into that with my uh, my children. Every once in a while they bring me bring me a question that I can't just can't quite crack without going back to the books and – breaking out the old texts and really digging in. All right. Well, uh, you talked about how your rector really wanted you to do the full immersion experience for seminary. As you were considering that and looking at that it was a three-year commitment of being away from family and friends that you had established there in the Dallas area, 
Um, what were some of the things that went into your thinking, uh, things you were excited about, things you were concerned about uh, as you were weighing the pros and cons of this? I think there were, I mean, there were a number of concerns, you know, packing up a family and moving across the country is is not a small matter. And we both had jobs and we were leaving those behind in our home and uh, our, our health insurance and we're moving to a place we didn't know and had to figure out where we were going to live and what the children were going to do for school and you know, how the bills were going to be paid and you know, just a tremendous number of, of questions that had to be answered. And I think that was that was the hardest part or the scariest part for sure was was looking at all of these variables and wondering how all of that could possibly come together. Mm-hmm. Well, and uh, back home we had, like you said, a, a bunch of family around. So half the time my mom or, and grandmother or Michael's mom would want the kids at least, you know, one one night a week on the weekend. So uh, just to go from, oh, yeah, we always have babysitters anytime we need them to we're like trapped in this house with these three kids forever mm-hmm. was <laughs> almost a scary thought. But we've it's it's been a huge blessing because the, the community just comes around and everybody's like, hey, you know, y'all should go out or don't you want to go away for the weekend? Can I stay at your house and watch your kids? And I'm like, oh, uh, I, I guess so. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Very so. cool. Yeah, I uh, I didn't tell you guys this, but I'm going to be dropping my kids off at your guys's place, and I'm taking off for the weekend. Oh, awesome! Yeah. Awesome! Yeah, we'll just drop them back off at the coffee shop. Oh, there you go. There that, you go. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So, uh, so weighing through all those things, you still think it was the best decision to do that full immersion experience to come up for the three years. Definitely. Yeah. 100%. Yeah. And all, all of those things, we, we just, we put them before the Lord and said, look, if this is what you want us to do, these are all the things that, that have to be solved uh, for this to be possible. And in surprising ways and, and surprising quickness, those just kind of all started to be resolved and mm-hmm. to just disappear and to come together and the next thing we knew, we were here, and we've been here for almost two years now and are still going strong. Very nice. And the hope is, though, to uh, once you graduate, to go back to your sending diocese and plant churches, grow churches, renew churches. What are your thoughts at this point? I mean, obviously, you still have plenty of time uh, for the Lord to, to make that clear. but We had planned to conquer the world with an army of flying monkeys, but mm. barring that. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it actually uh, seems like right now we are talking about staying for another year and for me to do an STM while we're here. So Very nice. Yeah. And then after that, then we'll take over the world with the flying monkeys. Okay. Yeah. If you don't have the STM, the flying monkeys don't listen to you. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. It's And and actually, they listen even better with a D-min, uh, which we do offer here at Trinity. So you're saying we should well. stay longer. Yeah. This is not off the table. Okay. <laughs> so what will you be hoping to study uh, at the STM level? Um, biblical studies. Okay. Any particular book, uh, figure? Not yet. Okay. Not yet. Something I, with Hebrew? Uh, Hebrew, Greek, uh, Aramaic. Uh, yeah. I'm hoping to learn German 
next okay. year, and then Aramaic after that, mm-hmm. or maybe German and Aramaic together. Not a hundred percent sure. Yeah. yeah, yeah, very cool. All right, so uh, but eventually, flying monkeys. Eventually, the flying monkeys. Right. That is a must. Nice. Yeah. Very nice. Or Pope, you know, whichever. Yeah. When yeah. I'm hoping with the PhD that maybe they'll give me the flying monkeys. Hmm. So. Now, the one thing you want to watch out for with flying monkeys is that at least in my experience with them, it usually comes with a weakness to water. Hmm. Oh. These are flying fire monkeys. No, 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 no. If you get doused with water by a girl from Kansas when oh. you are in charge of a flying army of monkeys, uh, you may melt. Okay. Yeah. Okay. But how many girls from Kansas are there in Pittsburgh? You'd be surprised because they can show up. Whenever they needed a tornado. You were holding it together so well, Russ. I was. I was. Josh wasn't, but you really were. Do you have a a sister? Because tell her to watch out for flying houses. That's the. I'm an only child. Oh, okay. It shows. (laughs) No, you're a youngest, and that shows. Uh, Yes, that does show. That, That part we need to keep in. My my wife reminds me often that I'm a youngest child and I remind her that she's an oldest child. So it works. It works out well. So it sounds like there's a lot of uh, good, positive things going on. What about the hardest parts of coming to seminary? What are what are some of the things that have been particular struggles individually as a family with your kids? I think the hardest part's been being so far away from family, from that support group and from friends. Um, this is, you know, it's the first time our kids have ever lived anywhere besides Dallas. It's the first time I've lived further than an hour from where I was born. And that's, you know, that's where all the support was and that's where the kids were comfortable. And so uh, uprooting and coming was an exciting adventure. But then there's also kind of the realization, especially for the kids, that, oh, everything we knew is now on the other side of the country. And I think that that was kind of a shock for them. And not when we first moved, but it hit them about a year in hmm. that, that oh, like life is different now. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and it's – I mean the community comes around you and that's – it's awesome and amazing. That also means that if our friends are watching our kids for us, then we can't go out and do something with our friends hmm. <laughs> because, you know. Right. Yeah. So. Okay. So now we come to the part of the show where we, since I've gone through my questions and we've kind of branched off from things as well, we can talk about whatever we want. We didn't talk about lunch at all. Well, we talked about a little bit here and there, but let's go deeper. Let's go deeper into lunch. All right. The family lunch that we have on Thursday, which is attended by, uh, you know, other family members of seminarians. Obviously, your kiddos are in school during that time. And so how do you get to really enjoy uh, that time? Well, it it's super nice for me because um, a lot of the seminarians here are the husbands. And so this is a nice time for all of their wives to get to come and their children. And so it's a time to get to fellowship with the people that we don't get to see as often since it's only once a week. And it's just, it's a huge blessing for us to really get to come together as a full community instead of just as the seminarians. And we can really kick back and talk about something besides theology 
that doesn't happen often, but it's possible. And just, just to get to interact together. Well, and our kids are in school, but a lot of the kids, actually, I would say probably the majority of them are not. And so to get to have them there and to be part of the community and have them, you know, eating with us and then running around and, and playing. And it's just, it's a lot of fun. And it, it kind of livens people up because it's really easy to slip into that kind of scholastic drone, you mm-hmm. know, where you're just, you know, going through the motions of doing your work and then having you know, all of those children and everybody's laughing and having fun, it kind of helps shake you out of that and remind you that like, oh, there's actually life and it's happening too. Well, and I think that's a a particularly important thing about a seminary experience is that just because you're in school doesn't mean you stop being a husband and father, a wife and a mother, a child, uh, a, um, a community member, a neighbor. And so anytime we can sort of uh, flesh out maybe uh, those that we're working with. Uh, it can humanize them and us and help us to see a little bit better what they are uh, about and the people that we're going to be ministering to uh, and ministering with, even though, of course, many people will move on to, to other things uh, in other parts of the country. You are still connected by prayer, by all our good electronic means of communications, by trips, reunions, all that sort of thing. And so it's good to get to know folks on that level as well. And Wednesday Eucharist is another really good good place for us to all come together, especially because we don't – we worship together every morning and every evening and evening prayer. But we also have our own church communities on Sundays. And so it's nice for us to come together and worship as a full community and be able to be present with everyone. I agree. <laughs> well, I know my experience here at Trinity was very, very influenced by the common lunch and by uh, the periods of morning and evening prayer. I know when I was a student, I wasn't always able to make it up on Wednesday because that's when my job uh, would be happening the heaviest. Uh, but the times that I were very influential and then as a staff member, I've loved that. Uh, it's something staff are invited to join into. And so we are able to show, once again, that, you know, we don't have divisions uh, here. Rather, we're all in the body of Christ together. And so to worship together, to eat together is a good thing. Um, Well, I mean, we could probably start bringing things to a close. Um, any, Any final thoughts or comments on life here at Trinity, studying here at Trinity? You know, I think... The thing that was most surprising but has been such a blessing is the response when we have brought the kids with us because it's it's not, you know, oh, it's family day and we bring the kids. They're supposed to be in school. So if they're with us, it's usually because classes have been canceled for some reason or they just don't have class that day. And uh, and so then off they all come to morning and evening prayer and to, you know, sit through our classes. And that was something that was really stressful for us the, fir- the first year. Because we were worried about them being disruptive and were they going to cause problems and, you know, with people's worship or interfere with, with, you know, how would the professors react to trying to lecture through our children playing in the background. And not only have people not minded, but they've been excited. The students have have adopted them and and the professors are uh, always incredibly excited to see them and super patient with the disruptions to their class or to chapel. And uh, I think that's that's been a huge blessing because we were 
something we were really concerned about is, oh, you know, oh, no, we got to we got to bring these children, and you know, how, how is it? How is that going to be received, and are they going to cause problems? And uh, it's just been wonderful. Yeah, I mean, a few times we've even had professors get on to us because we're trying to get them to be quiet, and they're like, they're not bothering anybody but you. Just let them play. It's okay. So it's just very nice. Yeah. Great. So what? From all that we've talked about with community and with the kids and all that sort of stuff, what do you think are the biggest takeaways that you're going to take into your future ministries? Um, I think one of the the biggest things for us was just how important community life is and how enriching it can be because it can become so easy um, for church to be just something you do on Sunday and for folks to go to work and then go home and to go to church and to go home or to the grocery store and then home and everything's just so separated and isolated. And what we've experienced here is just what a real gift it can be to do life with people in community. And so I think a real desire to take that with us and find ways to continue it when we're when we're either back home or wherever we end up settling to do ministry. Well, in um, in one of the classes we took, uh, spiritual formation and catechesis, one of Leslie's big things was uh, scruffy hospitality, and that's that's a huge thing coming from the south. I mean, somebody comes over to your house and you've bleached the entire thing, and there's not anything. It's like uh, we make jokes when our friends come over. It's like the Stranger Things cartoon when they're like, I've put my oddly shaped things in regular shaped things. You know, we own things, but we hid them. Mm-hmm. And it's just <clears throat> there's something freeing about knowing that, hey, today's the day for study group and we've got a basket of laundry sitting on the floor. Like, it's okay. Like, it's okay if people come over and see that we have dishes in the sink or laundry on the floor and it just – life happens. Yeah. And then when the bishop comes over for dinner, we can have him help fold the laundry. That's right. I'm not sure if that's part of the uh, bishop's training, but I guess that's one way to find it out. It ought to be. It ought to be. It ought to be. Well, thank you so much for joining us today. Uh, God's blessings on you guys as you continue through your studies. And we are so, so very thankful uh, to have you and your whole family be a part of our community here at Trinity School for Ministry. Thank you. We're thankful to be here. Yes, thank you very much. Yep.